the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For AM860, the answer. This is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. How you guys doing out there? I got Joe with me this morning. We let Ken out of the cage for the for the weekend. He went up to a wedding, I think, in, in Chicago. And, uh, of course, we miss him and love him, but we also love Joe. We're glad to have him back on the show. Joe is the ramrod at the station. He makes everything work. And if you have a problem, you go to Joe. Poor Joe. <laughs> Do you get any sleep? Oh, it's all good. It's all good. You know, there's an old expression that I like to use, no flies on me, right? It's all good. It's all good. You're a, he's, he's moving and grooving. Remember when the hurricane came through a few years ago and you and I were boarding up the station with plywood? <laughs> okay, so here's, here's what needs to be said about that, all right? We're boarding up the station for Irma because we're, you know, expecting that it's going to be a, a, a storm that's going to basically, you know, knock the building down. We all remember that experience. So we're here at the station putting boards up, you know, all across the glass and everything else. And then who shows up out of nowhere without being – nobody called, by the way. Unsolicited, Dr. Bill shows up and says, hey, I'm here to help. I figured you guys probably needed help, so I'm here to help. But then here's the, the part of the story that I tell people all the time. You had just had a procedure done where you had, like, throat surgery or something. You, 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 something you had just had something done where you couldn't lift your head up, but yet you're still helping me lift these boards. So – I mean, look, uh, I do a lot around here, but that was one of those uh, moments where Dr. Bill totally stepped up and went above and beyond because there he is. Again, nobody called. He just showed up. You just showed up and said, hey, I'm here to help. Where can I help? And an area help me lift boards. So, you know, I'm not the only one who does the heavy lifting around here. The doc uh, steps in whenever it's necessary, too. There you go. So uh, I'm, I got a bone to pick with Fox News. You, they had a policeman from Denver on earlier this week on the morning show on their AM show, Fox and friends. And, uh, you know, they're, they're against mandatory vaccination. They're, they're really thumping that hard. And I guess you're probably against it too, Joe. I'm, I'm, this was one time I'm splitting with my conservative fellows and I think vaccines should be mandated. And so the, one of the policemen had what sounded like Guillain-Barre. Guillain-Barre is a neurologic disease that you can get after you have a viral infection or rarely after you receive a vaccine. And our, big, our biggest uh, experience with that prior to this round of vaccinations was with the swine flu in 1976. And I remember that because I was an intern. We actually had a, a, a woman who had the Guillain-Barre. This is a peripheral disease of the nerves and the lining of the nerves uh, is damaged by our own immune response to uh, the vaccine or the or the virus or whatever. So uh, you think of uh, a nerve as like a, a piece of electrical cord. Now, if you have a, a, a sheath over it, like you have when you pick up the plug to plug in your computer or your 
or your TV or whatever appliance you got, your toaster or whatever, that bare copper wire is covered with a, a sheath, you know, a sheath of rubber or nylon or synthetic material so you don't shock yourself. <clears throat> well, we have nerves that are both sheathed and unsheathed. So we have big nerves, motor nerves that, that make our muscles work that, are sh that have sheaths on them. Then we have sensory nerves that are relatively unsheathed. And uh, so the motor nerves become unsheathed and then you lose the ability to, to walk or, or to talk or you know, different things. It usually starts in your legs and works its way up. It's almost always a self-limited disease, Joe. And we do have treatment, including plasmapheresis. And I think the neurologists are also using certain gamma globulin infusions. Plasmapheresis is where we take your, your, your blood and we, we take off part of the, uh, of the, uh, of the serum or the plasma that we think is the fraction that is causing the problem. So at any rate, so Fox News is, they're thumping this, oh, it's horrible that uh, these mandates are here and this is unconstitutional, which by the way, it's not. Um, <clears throat> and that the government doesn't have a right to intrude into our lives like this. Yes, they do. We've given them that power. <clears throat> We've given them that power in the federal constitution and the uh, 10th amendment gives the states the right the 10th Amendment, Joe, is the amendment that says those powers that are not enumerated in the Constitution or in federal statutes that have been duly passed go to the states. The states have the power to police. The state legislatures and governors have the power to implement public health. And in a crisis, the federal government can uh, institute, the president can institute uh, a national emergency, uh, you know, like he does with hurricane disasters or uh, floods or whatever. He can do that. Of course, Trump talked about it, but then backed off and said, well, let's let the states decide whether or not they, they're going to lock down. And some states did lock down and some didn't. So uh, these are powers that do belong to the people and the people have given these powers to the states and to the federal government. So the research coming out of Israel, because they had made a deal with Pfizer, that if Pfizer supplied the country with uh, with vaccine early on, that they would allow Pfizer to do its research on the outcome, the effects of the vaccine. And so one of the things that Pfizer looked at was the number of people who have uh, had the uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome and who got the Pfizer vaccine and then had a re relapse of the Guillain-Barre syndrome. The numbers are infinitesimally small. They looked at two and a half million people and they've got a handful and I think four or five of them went to the emergency room and one patient was admitted. Uh, and uh, the, that patient had progressive leg weakness and numbness and tingling and uh, this lasted for several weeks and she was admitted to the hospital for seven days uh, after receiving her second dose and had plasmapheresis. And then she got better. So the, the cop that they were interviewing from Denver on Fox News was crying. And you know, this mandate, look what it's done to me. Well, he may have had Guillain-Barre before. Now we know that the mRNA vaccines, the, the Moderna and the Pfizer do not cause the Guillain-Barre syndrome. 
However, live attenuated vaccines like the Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca can cause it. And we had the same thing with the flu vaccine back in 76. It did cause a few cases. But what people didn't look at, look at or realize was that more people got Guillain-Barre from having the flu. <laughs> you know, more people, way more people got sick from from having and had after effects from the, the swine flu in 76. And we're seeing the same thing with the COVID vaccine. I mean, with the COVID virus. More people are having symptoms. I mean, you know... Joe, you know people in the station who have had had the virus, and and they were sick for months. Took them months to get back to work. Sure, sure. I've I've <clears throat> I've had it myself. Uh, I didn't have the same experience. It was about a week or so, and I was okay. But uh, well, more like ten days. But it does uh, impact everybody differently. It seems. Yeah, and and I think that the numbers are so small. They're so infinitesimally small. And, uh, you know, the people on Fox are saying, well, come on, there's there's less than a million deaths so far in the United States. This is not a, a major crisis and your chances of dying from the covid uh, virus are less than one percent. That's true. However, uh, if you're over 75, <laughs> it goes up. And uh, if you're over 65, it, it goes up somewhat. But that's not the point. The point is, is this is so uh, contagious. It can be passed so easily from one person to another that the absolute numbers are much higher and the healthcare system gets overwhelmed. Now we've, we've gone down on the, uh, on the other side of the curve here for the, the last surge with the Delta virus. And people are saying, well, the Delta virus, this and the Delta virus that, and some of my neighbors, well, I have a friend who had both shots and he got the Delta virus and he was really sick. Did he go to the hospital? No. Was he admitted? No. You know what? It's like my mother. <laughs> she was a doctor, Joe. And uh, so if, if your temperature was below 101 and there was no nausea, vomiting or diarrhea, no active bright red blood bleeding anywhere. Walk it off. School. That was it. You got a Tylenol and you went to school. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Walk it off. Walk it off, you know. <laughs> so. The kids, uh, we have mandated vaccinations for kids in, in every state. Uh, there are several states that, uh, most of the states have religious or philosophical exemptions, but there's a number of states that do not. And Mississippi, believe it or not, was one of the first states to say no religious exemptions. And you would think that in a heavily uh, Bible Belt Baptist state like like Mississippi, that they wouldn't do that. But, you know, they got up, stepped up to the plate and did it. California, West Virginia, West Virginia, the hillbilly state, uh, New York, Maine, Connecticut. There's a few other states that have joined that. And uh, I, I'm probably going to step on somebody's toes here, Joe, but I don't remember in any religious uh, or uh, document or Bible or Koran or uh, Buddhist teachings anywhere that says that you <laughs> you shouldn't get vaccinated. I mean, I just, it doesn't exist. And, uh, you know, the metaphysical and the physical, they don't have anything to do with each other. You can't prove that there's a metaphysical, there's a God and there are spirits and all that with physical uh, uh, means. You can't do it. You can you're the physical means or your eyes, ears, nose, uh, taste, touch, feel, whatever. And you may say, well, there's another sense inside that, that is metaphysical that we we just don't know and understand about. If that's true, then I'll back down. But until then, I'm going to say this. 
Jesus can work his side of the street and I'll work mine, Joe. And, you know, if we want to get together and have a chit chat, I'm all for it. But as far as medicine goes, there are no miracles. You know, there's no, there's nothing magic. There's, you can't go to Fatima and get holy water and bless yourself and, and you'll be healed. I mean, it just doesn't work. And we've proven that over and over again. So should we have mandates? Yes. Have we had mandates? Yes, we have. We've had quarantines. St. Louis, during the, the flu epidemic in 1917, 18, 19, was locked down for a couple of years. Did you know that? I've, I've, yes, I've heard of various examples over the course of human history where these things have happened. Yeah, and, you know, look, how much power do we give to our federal and state governments? There's the question. And how much power do they actually uh, flex? I mean, if the president has the power to declare a national emergency and mandate vaccines, and he's such a pro-vaccinator, why isn't he doing it? Well, I, would think, I think politically it would be suicide. Uh, you know, you'd have 20% of the population that had melt down, which is a big percentage, and you'd have, you know, 1% or 2% out in the street marching, which is a big deal. I mean, you see, see the, the Black Lives Matter marches, and, uh, I mean, what percentage of the population was that? One one-thousandth? Of one percent, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hardly anybody out there. It was just a a, a piddly thing, um, but it had a great impact because people were out there making noise. Okay, so we have a representative democracy. We vote for senators and congressmen and state legislators to go and to make decisions on our behalf, and we we listen to what they have to say, and we say, yeah, you know, I kind of like this guy or that gal. And I'm voting for them. And then you put them in and you hope that they do the right thing. But Joe, they're human beings. And, uh, you know, you get five or five people in a committee room and you don't know what's going to come out. You just don't know. And, uh, you know, it needs to be filtered through the whole uh, congressional body. And then there's a stopgap because you have a governor or a president who can veto it. And then it has to go back down. And, and that's the kind of... Uh, push and pull that we want to make sure that when we enact legislation that it's appropriate for our situation and for what we want. And there's a lot of legislation on the books now that is irrelevant and we don't we don't enforce it anymore. And, you know, we see the same thing at all levels. We've got this debate going on in our homeowners association. Uh, we're getting a new security system and gate entry system. And so the new upgraded uh, model has uh, different options to it. You know, you can get the little fobs like you put on your keychain to get into uh, the clubhouse, and and uh, uh, that's that's a great little thing to have because you've got your keychain. It also has a keypad. You've, you've got your your own number. You can get in that way. And uh, at the front gate and the back gate, there's going to be a radio frequency uh, receiver, and you can put a transmitter, a little RFID tag on your windshield or your headlamp, or you can get a little credit card, which will also have an RFID on it. And instead of getting fobs, you'll just carry your credit card around if you want to get into the clubhouse. Well, communities have tried the, the RFID uh, credit cards, and they, they have become a problem because they get lost. They're not on your keychain. You lend it to somebody, and they take off with it. Uh, you know, then you got to go get another one, and then you don't know who has access to what. 
if it works to get into the walkthrough gate at the front gate, because we have a little a little pedestrian path there you can get through, then you've opened up the, your your system to an unsecure situation. Whereas if it's on your keychain, a fob, guess what? You're not going to give your keys to anybody. <laughs> you might give them to your spouse or your kid, but you're not going to give them to your neighbor. That's not going to happen. So at any rate, so three of us have said, uh, we voted on the company and three of us have said, well, we like the fob and the RFID stickers. And you can use the fob at the front gate uh, if you are in a, in a rental car or whatever. You can put it up against a little keypad there, and there'll also be a keypad at the front gate. So when uh, when delivery men come or workmen come, you give them a number, and they can get in temporarily. So one of the guys wants the, the, the credit cards, and he's one of the pro main proponents of we have the absolute right as the board of directors, there's five of us, and our, our bylaws and the state statutes give us the power to make decisions for the community based upon certain uh, restrictions. But if we're going to spend X amount of dollars over that amount, we have to go to the community and get approval, which we did. We have that. But after that, it's up to us to decide how to implement it. And so he's been one of the main proponents that, we don't care what the community says. We're the board. So he didn't like what he heard. So guess what he did, Joe? He went around there, all the houses he could find, all the homes he could find people home at and pitched the, the card. <laughs> and so he's retail he's politicking. To, yeah, he, he's politicking. And then, and then he then he says, well, it doesn't matter what the other three board members or the president say. I'm ordering it. I'm I, you know, I've got the community behind me. What? <laughs> You know? So he changed the rules in the middle of the of the of the game, and uh, we see politicians and and people in power do that all the time. And so the president and I are talking about this, and we're like, we really want the fob, but you know, if there's a, a real community desire for the credit cards, what ultimately do we care? You know, I mean, it's a little less convenient for me. But uh, if that's what the majority of the people want, do we flex our muscle and say, no, we're the board, this is the way it's going to be? Or do we defer to the community and say, yeah, we recognize what you want and um, we're going to implement that? Well, if you do that, then do you, do you do that for every decision? Well, I mean, there are some decisions that the community is just not going to be interested in, like what maintenance guy you're hired, uh, who's going to clean the clubhouse, um, which pool company is, is going to come and clean out the pool? You know, there's a bunch of little itty-bitty uh, just maintenance, housekeeping stuff that, that, that should not and doesn't need to be in the domain of, of, the, uh, of, the, of the community. You know, you can't have a pure democracy when you have 330 million people. <laughs> Joe, it won't work. If you voted on every little thing, you know, uh, who's, who, who gets hired to be the undersecretary of the undersecretary of defense in the basement of the, of the Pentagon? I mean— who cares? You know, it's just it's beyond uh, it's just beyond the ability of people. You'd have to sit at your computer all day and listen to the news and and make decisions on a thousand things. You can't 
physically do. It's well, just not possible. Consider that even in our Republicans, and by Republican I don't mean big R party, I mean that we are a republic and the way that we make our decisions is a Republican uh, model. And even with that, we all go in to vote on Election Day and there's probably 60% of the, or, or more of the candidates that are on there that we're voting for that a lot of people don't even know who they are or what they're about or have any information about them whatsoever. And that's something that we're actually voting on. So yeah. if that's the situation, um, how would we vote on? So I, I agree with you. A direct democracy is, is not a good model, which is not what we are and never have been. When people no. refer yeah. to, the, to, the, to our model as a democracy, they're, I don't think they're dishonest necessarily, but they are incorrect. It is a republic, and the distinction being that we don't vote on every individual thing like you're saying. It is divvied up to representatives that then make these decisions, and many of which we don't even know, which is itself an issue. Yeah. And how do you have, get that information? Well, you know, most people are not going to dig. You know, my my neighbors who are Democrats and left-wingers all say, listen to is CNN, and they think that's gospel truth. And they hate DeSantis because they say DeSantis is against masks. DeSantis never said he was against the mask. He said it should be the, per- the, the, the choice of the individual and the parents as to whether or not the kids wear masks in school. Now, California is saying... Not only do the kids have to wear a mask, but they're all going to have to be vaccinated K through 12 uh, once the approval is there for vaccinations for kids 6 to 12. I think we've got it from 12 up now. Uh, I, I can't remember if it's 12 or 18, but I think it's 12 that it goes down to now. At any rate, California has that right. They have that right under our Constitution, and they have that right under their own statutes. Now, I don't think Florida has given that power to the uh, to the governor, but in a crisis, he may have that. He, he may able to be able to declare uh, uh, a health crisis and, you know, and, and mandate certain things. Uh, well, you know, one of the things that happened during the, the early days of the pandemic here and elsewhere is there was a lot of authority that was given to certain bodies cities and and uh, municipalities that were really geared towards emergency situations as it related to like natural disasters certainly in our uh, state hurricanes and the like well when this came along a lot of it seemed to translate over in other words the 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 responsibility and authority they have in these severe weather situations now seem to apply here and that's where a lot of the thing which that caused a lot of consternation as well because it's like, okay, you have these emergency powers, but they're really kind of for this circumstance. Now we have another circumstance that we're applying them to, and there was not really a whole lot. That was one of the things that we dealt with here in Hillsborough with respect to the um, the curfew and so on that uh, that ended up you know being rescinded within a couple of days. And ultimately it comes down to, in my mind, and, and this very much applies to your everything that you said earlier with respect to a mandate and the, the, the veracity and so forth, is the, the question that I have about all of it is who gets to make the decision. And I remember, you know, a year ago we had a different president who was touting the efficacy of the vaccine. In fact, he was promising it. We have a vaccine coming. And... There were a lot of people that at that time said, I don't trust him, so I'm not going to take the vaccine. Now, look, a lot of those same people are the ones today saying that some variation of if you don't take the vaccine now, then you're some kind of monster that wants to get people sick. Well, to me, that's like you had the right to make that decision for yourself a year ago. 
But similarly, somebody that has just as much of a – because really what that is is that's a lack of trust, right? I don't trust the guy that's talking about it, so I've got a problem with going through with it. Well, especially now when you're a year later and the same people that seem to be steadfast against it are now saying that you must do it, I think that a reasonable person can look at that set of data, irrespective of everything that you said earlier with the medical portion of all of this which incidentally i know you i trust you i i think that you're probably accurate in everything that you're saying um what do you mean probably <laughs> well you know <laughs> here's the, talking about Joe? you know here's the point though in, in very seriousness i don't know enough to know whether you're right or not so i trust you right and plus you're my doctor and, and i have every same thing we do with our our uh with our everything of representatives we say i don't know uh, all the ins and outs of how to build the, the suncoast parkway through uh, Citrus County, so we're trusting on you guys to do it. Exactly, and exactly. And, and public meetings and town halls and all that. And there's a healthy skepticism for a lot of that, which I think is good. I mean, I think I think it's good to be skeptical. But I think that this particular situation, I mean, you mentioned it, so much of this has been politicized. And yep. because of that, because of that, it is very – I'm, I'm to the point right now, and I'm not saying that my way is the right way or anything. I just – for me personally – I am very much agnostic on wherever anybody is with any of this. If you're somebody that believes everything said on CNN or wherever, it doesn't even matter about the source. If if you're somebody that believes um, that you need to take every precaution to the nth degree and so you're going to be wearing masks in your car and you're basically going to be, you know, completely until this thing is declared over at whatever point in the future that, you know, might happen, then, hey, look, if that's your attitude, I will respect that. In fact, I was um, at the bank a couple of weeks ago and I was going to have a, you know, kind of a a personal meeting with the uh, attendant there and I said, look, would you like for me to wear a mask? I'm I know I've had I've had it I've gotten the shot like I'm not a carrier but I but it's really just kind of more of a respect thing and it doesn't matter whether or not I agree with it or not it's just more hey would it make you feel comfortable just to kind of be you know, and she was kind of taken aback by it but because a lot of people have very very strong opinions about it my opinion about it is if it makes you feel better I'll do it but similarly if someone believes that everything they've been told about this is a lie I got a hard time holding them at fault for that because there's reasons for them to to kind of have that point of view. So it's a, it's a tough thing, and whether or not the, um, the the states or the federal government has the authority, I think comes down to the question of who gets to decide. To your point, there have been instances in the past where these things have been done, and the communications have been there, and it's been established. All right, the states or the municipalities or the feds have the authority, and so they're doing it. But we're in a spot right now where there's so much conflicting, whether it's true or not, right? And this is the point. There's so many sources of information, and whether or not they're good or they're bad or they're true or they're untrue really is something that's kind of decided on an individual basis, on a person-to-person basis. Anybody out there that says, I know the truth, I have the answers, I mean, I'm saying they may have delusions of grandeur. I'll just put it like that. They, they, they may be deluding themselves if they think they know absolutely everything because almost nobody does. And so with that, with, wait a minute, Dr. Except Bill, for Dr. Bill Handelman, of course, Bill except for Dr. Bill Handelman. About this and almost anybody in this area. Well, listen, you've been on top of it from the moment it happened. So, I mean, that's why I say I'll listen to you and I'll take your counsel on all of this stuff because I know you. I trust you. If a lot of it's a matter of trust, Joe. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's all a matter of trust. And people out there that, I mean, honestly, this is something that we, we I, I, I was talking to a, a show host not long ago, and he kind of made this point. It's the attitude of the people that are demanding that people get vaccinated, who are skittish around the fence or whatever, that is as much a reason why the unvaccinated don't want to get vaccinated. It's because of the attitude by the people that are pushing it. And that's, look, right or wrong, that's That's the way— that's not a good excuse, Joe. I yeah, mean, well, that, I, I'm not, I'm not, that's I'm not, I'm an emotional not, reaction to an intellectual problem. I'm not, ma- I'm not making excuses for anybody. I'm saying that a reasonable person can doubt somebody that is has a history, especially if they have a history of being dishonest previously about other things. And we're well, definitely, true. we're definitely in that wheelhouse. Well, that's true. And you know, a lot of people uh, felt that Trump was dishonest and exactly. And his- actions and that that's why they wouldn't trust the vaccine but you know some of that was just political uh uh hoo-ha anyway right. i mean you know biden was saying I, i'm not taking that vaccine as long as that man's in the white house well he was still in the white house in in december and and joe biden got his shot his first shot a day before me which really got me mad because i wanted to get mine before him but there you go doc you just you just brought up right there <laughs> is a is an in you know that is an in context contradiction that a reasonable person can look at and say i can't trust that guy if he is going to contradict himself that clearly and that apparently effortlessly you know you, joe this but this goes back to the beginning of of our 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 country to the colonial times you know there was a, a court case in 1824 and the supreme court drew a clear line in gibbons versus ogden and I'll quote this, between the state and federal government when it came to regulating activities within states and the power to quarantine uh, and even more stringent measures in the name of public health has belonged to the states. Now, the federal government has implemented some laws in the past century which have uh, given it more power, like the Pure Food and Drug Act and the uh, the uh, uh, Drug Enforcement Agency was brought in. And, and, you know, there's a number of things that have come along. And if you have interstate commerce, then the federal government can step in. You know, they can regulate what goes on between states. And that means that they can regulate. Uh, if uh, Listen, how do we not have interstate travel in this day and age? I mean, everybody's going everywhere. So uh, we, we really have a lot of statutes in place and our Constitution and our our uh, our uh, common law cases give the states a tremendous amount, and the governors are a tremendous amount of power, depending on the states and how much they they uh, they they give them by statute. But you know, with the in Kentucky with the COVID vaccine or the COVID uh, virus, there was one person who refused to isolate who had the virus, and and so the state went after him, and they put a policeman outside of his house to make sure he stayed in his house. So and and that's constitutional. Believe it or not, the government can do that. Who gave them that power? We did. Sure. We did. And the reason we do that is because we know that there are certain health issues that can be uh, an existential event uh, to the state and to the people. It can cost us a ton of money. And, you know, one of my main reasons for mandating vaccinations is, is not because I care about every human being in the United States, it's because I care about the health care system and we get overwhelmed. And we have, as you know, Joe, we have people in the health care system who have refused to get vaccinated. Now they're starting to turn around. I'm seeing a few more people trickle in. And by the way, I have the vaccine in my office. 
727-384-6411, we have Moderna and Pfizer. And we also have the rapid test now, Joe. So if you're going to jump on an airplane and you need a rapid test, uh, the antigen test, we can do that. You do not have to have the, the uh, PCR test uh, for travel. The, almost every country and every airlines will accept the rapid antigen test. The difference between the two, Joe, is the PCR test for antibodies in your system. That is the chemicals, the proteins that we make to fight off the infection. Whereas the antigen test is when we swab your nose and we see if you have any virus in your nose, we test for specific proteins that are on the surface of the virus. So they're two different things. And people say, well, don't you have to have the PCR? No, I've looked at the statutes for Canada entry. Uh, we're going to Italy on this cruise and they say the the antigen test, the nose swab test is fine. Uh, the airline says it's fine. We're flying Delta. Um, now, when we get to the cruise ship, they're going to retest us on the dock before we get on, and it's going to be a rapid antigen test. And, of course, you have to show your vaccination uh, documentation to get onto the Holland American cruises, which uh, I know DeSantis was against, uh, and I understand that. That was from a business perspective, but, you know, from a safety perspective, Joe, and from the right of uh, a company to uh, control its own its own uh, uh, destiny, its own employees, and the people who come into their building, they have the perfect right to do that. Just like you said, you went to the bank and the lady said, I'd appreciate it if you wear a mask. And out of respect, you say, okay. I mean, it's your bank. It's not mine. Right. Oh, I'm yeah. a customer here. Yeah, if, if, if a business has a sign on their door saying, you know, we, we want you to wear a mask, then... You wear a mask. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to do business there. Is the point? I mean, if, if you don't, if you go really up. don't like it, then go someplace else. But if you really want to do business with them, speaking of doing business, first of all, we're we're at a point where you probably need to uh, uh, step away. But you gave out a number to your site, and I think that as we go into the break or to your uh, office, I think you got to give that number out again. Yeah, it's seven two seven three eight four six four one one seven two seven three eight four six four one one. I got to tell you this quickly. Uh, one of the doctors at the hospital who's over the residency program, she asked me if I would participate in uh, a mass uh, immunization at one of the local schools that her kids go to. And I said, sure. She said she'll get the residents to go over there and help administer. And I'll go over and make sure everything's being done correctly and bring a bunch of Dr. Bill mugs. So it's a good thing. And uh, the school wants it. and We want it. And you want it. And uh, it's not being forced. I can't force anybody to do anything. Hell, I can't even get the wife to do anything. <laughs> All right, listen, I'm going to take a break here. I'm going to grab a cup of joe. I want everybody to go and change their depends. Get right back here. I'm Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. Find us online at theanswertampa.com. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. A Taliban spokesman says a bomb has gone off at the entrance of a mosque in the Afghan capital, leaving a number of civilians dead. That bomb targeted the Edat Mosque in Kabul, where a memorial service is being held for the mother of a Taliban spokesman. No one has immediately claimed responsibility for the attack. However, since the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan in mid-August, Attacks by ISIS group militants against them have increased. The rise has raised the possibility of a wider conflict between the two extremist groups. 
And an Egypt air jet has landed in Tel Aviv today. This makes the first official direct flight by the Egyptian national carrier since the two countries signed a historic 1979 peace treaty. The plane landed at Ben-Gurion National Airport in Tel Aviv this morning. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest-rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Seize your window of opportunity and join our growing team. Dominic's Blinds and Decor is in need of new sales consultants and installers. Experience is preferred, but we are willing to train the right candidate. If this is what you're looking for, contact Dominic's Blinds and Decor today. Apply online under careers at www.dominicsblinds.com or call 941-922-2345. AM 860, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Odyssey. 
Here is your exclusive AccuWeather forecast. Partly sunny today and warm, high 90. Tonight clearing, low 73. Tomorrow night with sunshine and some clouds, high 90. Tomorrow night partly cloudy, low 75. Moving on to Tuesday, mainly cloudy, high 91. Wednesday, high 90. Play with confidence and download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Alexa Weisberg for AM860, The Answer. This is Dr. Bill, and I got Joe by my side this morning, and we're having a good conversation. Uh, but I want to get off of the vaccine for a while and look at a couple of other news items. As you know, I like to spread it around a little bit. So here we go. Florida to consider near ban on abortion similar to the Texas law. I've had this debate with my sisters who are left-wing loonies, and, you know, our bodies, ourselves, which was uh, something that Gloria, I think Gloria Steinem wrote that back in the 1960s or 70s, uh, Jewish side of the family, no doubt. Of course, the Catholic side of the family glummed onto that right away. But, you know, what I tell my sisters is that, look, you may think that you're, and you, of course, you can't tell women this because their bodies are different than ours, so they have to have more control over it because they're the baby makers. But uh, we're herd animals. You know, if the if the government says we're at war and we're drafting you, Bill, Dr. Bill, you're going to be a doctor over there in Iraq, well, I, I can't say no. They'll lock me up. <laughs> so how much... Again, we're back to that. How much personal control do we have over our lives? And uh, how do we implement morals and values in a system that is uh, supposed to be uh, uh, void of religious uh, bias? Of course, you can't be completely void of religious bias, and you have to have morals and values. They have to come from somewhere. But, you know, as I tell people, the Constitution doesn't have the word God in it. It doesn't have anything to do with God. It has to do with how we view each other and how we, uh, and the freedoms that we want and how we're going to interact as a people. So, uh, you know, I'm, ultimately, it's not going to affect me because I'm too old to get pregnant at this point, Joe. But, uh, well, with that attitude. <laughs> no, but certainly, I think that when I think about life, I think about when does it begin? Well, I mean, as Galil Gabon said, you know, our children are not our own. They're the product of life's longing for itself. You know, DNA wants to make more DNA. I mean, stars want to make more stars. They want ba- they want planets. They want babies. I mean, it's just just the way of nature. So, do we have a right to interfere? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. But uh, ultimately, it's it's up to the the majority of the population to decide what the statutes and the laws and the regulations will be. Uh, certainly, if you're, if you have to choose between the life of the mother or the child, and the child is unborn and, and is uh, precarious in in the situation anyway, you're generally going to pick on the side of the mother. But on the other hand, we've got mothers who have refused to get the vaccine and they get the COVID virus while they're pregnant, and guess what? Either the mother or the child dies. Uh, if the baby's far enough along in, in the in the cycle and they can, uh, you know, over 28 months or 26 months, whatever it is, the OB and the pediatrician say now, then you can do a C-section and get the baby out and, and leave the mother on the ventilator and, and see if she'll get over it. But we've had both babies and mothers die in our area from the COVID uh, 
infection. Now, the babies don't have the COVID. What happens is the mothers, they don't get enough oxygen in their system. And, of course, the babies are dependent upon, the fetus is dependent upon the mother for, for oxygen, and uh, it dies. And, you know, what are you going to do? And if it's early on in the pregnancy, well, you know, it's even more precarious. So th this is a big debate and uh, one not to be taken lightly because there's a lot of emotion around it. How many abortions do we have in Florida in a year? I don't know. Several thousand, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, it's not it's not millions. It's not the end of the world. And uh, it's going to affect people. Uh, teenagers primarily and, and uh, young adults who are impulsive and don't use birth control and, and so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Now, I do want to tell you that there's a company called Clover Pharmaceutical in China, which has developed a really neat technology, and they're using this for a COVID-19 vaccine, and it seems to be as effective, if not more effective, than the Johnson & Johnson and the uh, uh, AstraZeneca vaccine. So it's, uh, it's three, three subunits of collagen, and as I said last week, collagen is a protein that holds everything together. It's the glue in our bodies, and they use three subunits of that, hook them together, and then they attach uh, the tail spike or the spike protein uh, to that, and that stimulates an immune response, which is pretty cool. And so you don't have a live virus like you have with the uh, Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca, the adenovirus, the weakened adenovirus. So this is something to watch. By the way, Joe, I, I told Ken I was going to buy some of the stock. And uh, so I, I emailed the, the, uh, the company, and they said their stock's not public yet. But there are some companies that are doing business with them. And uh, 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 what's it, uh, SmithKline, Beecham, or whatever the big drug company is they're doing business with them they're going to try it and they've actually got a commitment to sell several million doses of this vaccine around the, around the world so it should be interesting to see if this pans out you might want to keep your eye on this technology it's pretty cool you can use it to introduce antibodies uh, monoclonal antibodies you can re use it to re to introduce antigens for an immune response. You can uh, use it to introduce genetic material into cells to alter the course of, of uh, cancers. So it's going to be a big deal, and I'm looking forward to it. When it goes public, I'm jumping on that, baby. Now, the Taiwanese have had the largest incursion of mainland China jets into their airspace on October 2nd, and so now we've got... Uh, We've got the Taiwanese all stirred up again, and they scrambled their jets. You know, they're not backing down, Joe. They are not backing down. Good. And I don't know if we'll back them if they get into a, a fist fight with the, with the Chinese. But they're not the only country in the area that's that's getting in and it's scrapping with them. You know, the Philippines has uh, backed away from their uh, uh, coziness with the Chinese. The Koreans are, are markedly soured on them. Of course, the Japanese have always been... Uh, uh, an enemy of, of China, and you've got all the little Southeastern Asian countries. And now, as I said last week, the United States, uh, Australia, and Great Britain uh, uh, have united to form an alliance to uh, increase nuclear submarine presence in, in the South Pacific and in the, Red, in the uh, South China Sea. And uh, we're going to do it by helping the Australians make nuclear subs. And But on the counter side of that, the Russians and the Chinese, and now the, all of the stands, you know, Pakistan, Tajikistan, 
Turkmenistan, uh, all these little countries uh, and, and stand countries along with Iran uh, are uniting into a, a coalition and their first project is to try to contain Afghanistan. <laughs> and of course, they're going to uh, say, well, you know, these big mean Western powers are picking on us. These white guys are picking on us, the Australians and the Americans and the United States. And this is a threat to world peace. But then they go ahead and form their alliance. So it, it's going back and forth. Who knows how long that alliance will hold up? You got Sunnis and Shias that are an atheist. And uh, they're, they're trying to get into an alliance. I don't think this is going to work very well. We'll see. Uh, but uh, to contain Pakistan, uh, to contain Afghanistan, good luck. Good luck. That's been tried for millennia. And I don't think anybody's ever really uh, gotten those folks under control. You got to feel sorry for the women, though. Oh, my gosh. What a mess. What a mess. So this consolidation, this Eurasian consolidation, ends the U.S. unipolar moment, according to Asian Times. And uh, then on the other side of it, from the Global Times, uh, another paper, Blinken, you know Blinken, our Secretary of State, mm -hmm. he extended congratulations on China's National Day. Of course, that's the day that recognizes the institution of the communist regime of Mao Zedong, back in the 19, late 1940s, early 50s. And on one hand, we're condemning the Communist Chinese Party. And on the other hand, we're saying congratulations. And, you know, I hope you have a wonderful time on your national holiday. Joe, I'm confused. I mean, where, where are we here? Are we pro or anti Communism. Well, I would. Where, where is there evidence that we're condemning the the Chinese Communist Party? I mean, you say I, I heard just heard you say that. I, I I haven't seen that anywhere. Well, that's true. We're not actually condemning the party. We're condemning their policies. Are we? Are yeah. we? Yeah. You know, we the the uh, the uh, Uyghurs, the uh, uh, the the lockdown on on the democracy in Hong Kong. Uh, their attitude towards Taiwan, that it belongs to mainland China. All of these things are right out of their policies, right out of their central government, uh, uh, right out of the Communist Party. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the economic policies of the, of the central government in China, these are policies of the Communist Party that we have disagreed with on a number of, of, of items, from uh, bookkeeping and accounting mechanisms to regulatory mechanisms. And, and now the, 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 the state government, you know, the big government in China, the Beijing is cracking down on a lot of these corporations because they're on shaky financial grounds. And we saw that with Evergrande, the big uh, real estate company that I'm sure lots of wealthy Americans have had, and probably even uh, people who don't know it in their portfolios that are held in their IRAs and, and, uh, and their retirement plans have had stock in this. And uh, so... This melted down. This is one of the largest real estate companies in the world. And a lot of other little real estate companies are melting down. And so the, the, the central government in China, and we've been telling this to them for a long time, you got to tighten up or you're going to have a meltdown. Now they're saying they're going to implement more laws to crack down on, on these uh, companies that are, you know, similar to what we had back in 07, 08, the meltdown. These things happen. These things happen in any country. And so, yes, we have disagreed with them on a number of things, and we've disagreed with them on their foreign policy. 
And that doesn't mean that we think that all of the uh, members of the Communist Party are bad people. But, you know, Joe, if you're in the Communist Party, you're a made man. You are a made man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that before the show. If you're in a communist country and you're part of the party, then, yeah. I mean, that's that's fat city. But but you also brought up Taiwan as part of our evidence that we're disagreeing. But we also I think both of us have serious uh, questions about whether or not we would support them if it really if push came to shove in that situation. That's my only point. I know that we have in the past had uh, maybe hard stances. I'm just not so sure that that's the case right now. No, it may not be, but we do have a we do have a, a mutual uh, we have a pact with Taiwan that we will come to their defense. Well, now, well, we also had uh, something like that with Ukraine, did we not? I don't know about that. I don't know if we actually had a pact with them or not. <clears throat> not I'm, I don't remember that, uh, uh, so you, you can't quote me. But will we come to Taiwan's defense? You and I are, are skeptical. We don't. We're not sure that these Democrats will step up to the plate, although. Congress, the House, the lower house of representatives did pass the funding for the Iron Dome for Israel over the objections of the of the uh, the squad. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, it's uh, it's just part of the landscape. Right. And we are back in the Israelis. And uh, fortunately for for the Israelis and us, uh, we're standing up for them here. We're going to send them money for their Iron Dome. Partly because we want some of that technology for us. Yeah. So, and and Taiwan's got tons of technology. I mean, they got Acer Computers, which is one of the biggest computer companies in the world. They got a lot going on, and that little country has pumped out a lot of good stuff. And we're not going to walk. I hope we're not going to walk away from them. I hope not. Uh, I, I would just be uh, abashed if we let the mainland Chinese take over. And the Taiwanese will fight. They'll fight. So we've got uh, giraffafiti, which is vandalism spray-painted very, very high, Joe. So giraffafiti. Wait, now that you're saying that that's the, the term used for uh, uh, graffiti that is sprayed really, really high? Really, really high. I've not heard that before. Can you say it again? Giraffafiti, G-I-R-A-F-F-I-T-I, giraffafiti. Okay, so you learned a new term today if you're listening to the Dr. Bill Show. Giraffafiti means really, really high graffiti. <laughs> Now, sarcasm is the gulf between the author of the sarcastic wit and the person who doesn't get it. So, so sarcasm. <laughs> I love that. And you know what bozone is? That's the substance surrounding really stupid people that stops bright ideas from penetrating through. Nice. <laughs> and that shows signs of uh, perhaps breaking down in the near future or increasing. We're not sure which. So we got a lot going on here, and how many? How much time we got left here, guy? Oh, you're looking at about uh, thirty seconds or so. All right, and so in the last thirty seconds, we've got the vaccine at the office. We've got the rapid COVID testing. If you want the antibody testing, we can send that out to uh, Quest Diagnostics. It's, it's supposed to be a seventy-two hour turnaround time, Joe, but it's longer than that right now because they're so overwhelmed. So seven two seven three eight four six four one. Seven two seven three eight four six four one one. Well, you know, I think we touched on some good topics today, and I, I really enjoyed uh, having you with me, Joe. It's always an honor and a pleasure to to have you throw your opinion in here, because you know people might get tired of me all, uh, occasionally. But good it, to have. It is always to, a pleasure, Doctor Bill. It's it's always good to have some counter and some banter back and forth. 
Well, I'm Dr. Bill, and I'm going to get out of here because we're about out of time anyway, aren't we? Bye-bye. For listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.